You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. So now we're going to start the uh, Hanukkah Gemaras themselves uh, from the beginning. And we'll start from, as I said, the, the, the Perik begins of Bema Medlikin, begins with a list of oils and wicks. The common thread, no pun intended about being a wick, is that it is a, uh, the material used will burn without help. It'll burn brightly, it'll burn properly, and it will burn straight. You don't, you won't need to tend to it. There's certain types of materials that just, although you will get a flame originally, it either will, um, uh, it, it has negative aspects to it. It either doesn't burn correctly, it crackles. Um, and there are, of course, another types of oils that don't produce, produce the type of flame that is, that is unsettling or doesn't smell as uh, a bad smell. Oils. So that is what needs to be done for Shabbos. The, the, as we've said before, the parak was not about Hanukkah, it was about Shabbos, the mitzvah of neighbor Shabbos. So Rav Huna now tells us three lines from the bottom, and this is Chaf Aleph, Amen Aleph, three lines from the bottom, and you can see right here, Amar Rav Huna. Amar Rav Huna. Psilish Ushmanim, Sha'amru Chachomim, Ein Madlikan Ben Bishabbos, Ein Madlikan Ben Bachanukah. It goes over to Hanukkah as well. Bein b'Shabbos, bein b'chol. And that would be whatever Hanukkah night it is. On a Shabbos night, I'm sorry, on a weeknight, and on a Friday night. So now, Rava, who did not see Rav Huna, at least not as a student, um, Rava was a student by Rav Huna's successor, by Rav Chista. So Rava, speaking about someone from the previous generation, says, my time at the Rav Huna. Why did Rav Huna give that psak and tell people that they're going to have to spend essentially more money to get better quality wicks and oil? Savar, because Rav Huna is of the opinion, Kovsa Zokuk Lo. And muter lishta two points. Okay, so let's think about what these two points are. Kavsa, we know kibui means to extinguish. Lachabot, it's one of the malachas and the thirty-nine malachas. Kavsa means if it becomes extinguished, zakuk. Zakuk means from the word zika or connection. I don't know if zokuk is a, 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 if that word is found in Tanakh, but it is used throughout, uh, it's an Aramaic word, which means you are connected to something. Um, the, the Hebrew word zika, dealing with uh, in the Mishnah, dealing with things that you, uh, so zokuk means you are connected and you need to get involved. Zokuk law is to the is to the the Hanuvi near Hanukkah. If it becomes extinguished, you need to get involved. All right. What do you need to do? So obviously the answer is, as Rashi points out, 
with takna. You need to fix this. You need to to to, to correct the situation. Okay. So let's step back for a minute. We know you're supposed to light Hanukkah lights. We all know that. That was a given. But if they go out, you lit it in the right time, and now it's gone out. There was a, as you can see from the Gemara, there's an assumption, or at least you could have thought, that you're finished. It lit, okay, walk away. Okay, it got extinguished, okay, too bad. It's not too bad, it actually doesn't mean anything. You don't need to relight all you do is light it once, and that's it. It doesn't have to burn a specific amount. You don't have to go back and fix things. You see from the Gemara that the Gemara is, because Rav is saying, oh, Rav Huna holds Kavsa So clearly, the other side, which I think the three of us would say, what? Of course you have to relight it. You can't just light the Hanukkah lights and go away now, and no one sees it, right? Isn't that a point that people should see it? And, and who's seeing it? Just at the mo, right? Just the moment it's being lit. So you see from the Gemara already, and we're going to see on the next page, there is such an opinion who says Kavsa Einzelkukla. And what, I just want you all of us to think about that: that you could fulfill the mitzvah of Nerkanaka by having a light. It, it was lit, and now it is no longer. It, it, how long was it on? A minute. And now it's, nobody's, oh, I lit it, now it's out, you fulfilled your mitzvah. Rav Huna doesn't hold that. But there was an argument that could have been made, an argument could have been made that that is a fulfillment of the mitzvah of Ne'er Hanukkah. Which is quite, uh, it's quite shocking if you think about it. That, that, that all you need to do is stand by the Hanukkah, light it, and now you're finished. Okay, now it's out. Okay, you're still Yotze the Mitzvah. So that is, I think, a, that I think is one of the, the main points that we have to think about. How could anybody, and we're going to see on the next page as we move on, there is an Amora who holds that opinion. It, it seems to be count, very much counterintuitive. Okay, well, t- right, um, we'll discuss it a little bit more in a couple minutes, but I just want to throw that out there. Okay. Now, let's, let's continue with the Rashi. So that's why you better make it nice. It better be the type of light that's going to last. Dilma Pasha below Mesakinwa. Because we are worried about the human, what, what people are like. People many times don't necessarily wait around. Now, I would assume that the chash, and when you look three lines from the bottom here in Rashi, is not that if it goes out immediately as you're lighting it, before you turn away, that you're not going to relight it. We, what we're afraid of is, is that you're going to light it, let's say, let's assume at this point that it's being lit outside. You'll go back into your house, maybe it's cold, maybe there's a reason why, you know, you're not going to stand at your Hanukkah. You're not going to stand outside at the menorah. And who says you're going to go back out and fix it? Therefore, the takana is to have the right type of psilis and shmonim originally. Okay, so that is, that is, uh, that's the Rashi, at least on Kavsa So therefore, we demand you, because we know what human beings are like, 
because we know people are somewhat, if they're lazier, they're not necessarily, they don't want to go involved. They want to go out there again. They don't want to even check what's going on outside. They want to light the Hanukkah and then go back inside and play dreidel, whatever it is they want to do. So therefore, we, we double down on them and we say, spend the extra money. And therefore, you, you, you have to fulfill the mitzvah with, this, with these type of oil and wicks. Um, let's do the next Rashi, because Rav's point is double. Let's see what Rav's other point is. Muter lishtamesh la'ora. Hilkach b'Shabbos aser. Hmm. Therefore, on Shabbos, it's aser to use these other sorts of wicks and oils. Shema yata l'tzorach tashmish. Now, those of you that have learned Masech the Shabbos know that one of the reasons why what we're worried about is not only that we want to safeguard the best type of light, we also want to make sure that the type of light that you have is not the one that you're going to try to fix on Shabbos. Because if you, we know that you are allowed to eat by the, the, the Shabbos candles. That's the whole purpose. And if these are candles that don't burn well, then what you're going to do is you're going to, what you're going to do is you're going to try to adjust it. And if you adjust it, we already know the law is that by the, the, the we consider the adjustment of a, a, a canister of, of, of a fla- of a of a nair that that's oil is 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 feeding the wick. The adjustment of that is like turning the flame higher. It's causing the burning to happen quicker because you are pushing the oil to the wick, causing the flame to either get stronger or burn quicker. So that's the that's the malach of havara. That's the malach of, of having the flame burn stronger. And that would be an Isur. And we don't obviously want that to happen on Hanukkah as well. So the fact that you are telling the person he can't use these oils or wicks, you're basically implying that you can use your Hanukkah. You can actually, if, if let's assume it's outside, you can actually read by it, you can actually sit by it, you can do many types of weekday activities or Shabbos, wouldn't be a Shabbos activity on the weekday, when you weekday to Shabbos, but you can read and do other things right by there. Because if you couldn't, then why would we make it usher for you to use this type of oil? Okay, there's a question, there's a very obvious question, which, which, which any, which most people could ask right at this point. Um, Okay, so Sheila has pointed out that what makes this a pursue nisa, although it didn't last, was, well, at least we got it lit. Okay, so uh, maybe there was no, it just uh, 35 seconds later it went out. But for a minute there, for 30 seconds there, a half a minute, we saw the lighting, people were out there. It isn't just to, to glaze over with the flames and look at them and, and contemplate about what they mean. The lighting is important. And let's add to what she was saying. If it's true that the lighting needs to occur at a specific time, 
and and the 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 assumption is that everybody is going to be outside doing that. So that is going to add to the the event. Everyone's out there. People are seeing it. Um, maybe there's people who don't have Hanukkiot who are watching everybody else who are doing it. Maybe the neighbors are saying, "Hey, they're lighting. I'm lighting," and there's a sense of common bond. But the idea of the flame or the light sending a message is not what the Prasumenisa is, okay? So could we say the discussion of Kapsa Zokakla is really also about how does the Ness become, how does the Ness become telegraphed? What is the, uh, is, is it through the lighting or through the fact that the candle burned and, and people saw the light burning? Or is it just the fact that you lit? Um, again, you, again, you could go into some philosophical uh, question here as well, but that would be a simple way to explain what the the issue is about what creates the piercing of the ness. Um, and you wonder, Sheila, if is, is it? Let me just ask you again: Is it the fact that there were every? It was the fact that the people were out there lighting. In other words, how important was it? How important was it that everybody was out there doing it? Was that part of the Pirsumanes? It potentially could be, or is it? Is the Pirsumanes for someone who lives alone? The Pirsumanes that they are aware of it, or is it that others must be? Well, assuming, like assuming, or is that, it the household? If we assume that this again, and again, we're going to see in a minute that we're going to get a curveball in a couple of lines. Because Rava and Rav Chista might have been speaking about the way the mitzvah was meant to be done, which was meant to be outside. So it, it seems that it's definitely for sending a message. Uh, and if that, again, I, we might have to walk it back. But if it's true, Sheila, let's say you'd be able to get the light on without you being there. Let's say you would, let's say you have your chudanukiah outside and there's a long wick that leads you to your house. And then you, 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 like, like in the Mission Impossible beginning, right? Yeah, right. Right. right? Like you, <laughs> dun, 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 right? That, and all of a sudden you light it and then it starts to, the curtains don't get in the way. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. Then it starts yeah, going. And so, but no one's out there. No one's out there. And all of a sudden the people that walk by say, oh, did the light just go on there? Maybe that would not be, maybe that wouldn't be the same. Again, part of what makes it the Hadloka is that the, the person's person, doing it. Person yeah. saying, even though you might want to say in terms of, of Koshen Mishpat, that was the person. He yeah. happened to have been behind the curtain in his house doing it, yeah. but he, yeah. he didn't want to brave the outside. So he, 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 he lights from the inside and then you know, the, the wick, the long wick from the house. You could argue that. You can argue, well, it's the light itself and the people see it and maybe it's good enough. The fact that people are, okay. Okay, so that that, that would probably be a decent way uh, to discuss what is the what is the essence of the mitzvah. In terms Rabbi, of shouldn't it be done as close to possible as the way they did it in the mikdash? Go ahead. What do you, th- what, what do you mean, Rabbi Paul? I'm just saying if we're commemorating the nace of what happened at the time of Hanukkah, Finding the Pach, lighting it. <clears throat> Could be that it's not even really the miracle of it lasting that what we're doing. What we can do is we can put it in and light it. That's what we're doing, Cain, what they did in the Mikdash. Having it lit some other way might not be commemorative. Uh-huh. Okay. 
So in other words, every the family that goes out there, Rabbi Paul, is a little bit like whatever Cohen was assigned to light in the Beis Hamikdash, right? The yep. same, right? So therefore, the Cohen the Cohen clearly had to be in the Heichal, right? The right. Cohen the Cohen couldn't stand in the. Although I don't know, I'm not sure. It's a good question. Let's say the Cohen, if you can't get the Cohen into the Heichal for some reason. Would you be able to attach something from the outside? But let's assume that he has to stand by it. Let's yeah. assume that in the base, again, it's a good question. Let's assume the can, uh, assuming that in the base Amikdash, if my Paul is correct, that the Kohen has to stand in the Heichal, then whoever is lighting the Ner Hanukkiah needs to physically be in proximity to it. Otherwise, right. otherwise you are not, uh, fulfilling the similarity to the lighting in the base Amikdash. Um, okay, that's a definitely a, a, that's definitely could be, um, and that, right. but that wouldn't be so much about the Pirsamanes. That would be like a right. that would be like what Mishila and I are discussing, and, and, and you can ring in on this too. Is like would anybody really, if it's true that Kavsa ain Zalkaklaw, right? Let's assume Kavsa ain Zalkaklaw that you don't need to get involved. Oh, you you lit it. It was enough. Um, the question would be. Um, why is that enough? So it, it's enough because, like I said, the people are there, the light went on for that minute, the light went on for that important 10 minutes that people were in the street and people saw light in front of your house or the people saw, as you said, they saw a family acting like the Kohen lighting and everybody was sort of was like, a, everyone became like a uh, sort of like a Hashmanoi at that point. Um Again, this is just really wondering because the Gemara is going to have, as we're going to see in a minute, another way of looking at it. So it, it, it's, it's important, I think, to, to sketch out in our own brain what could be the possibility. Okay, great. That's a great discussion, I think, on Kavsa Zalkakwa, Kavsa Ein Zalkakwa. But there's a question right here in the Gemara right away. And, 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 and what did Rava dissect from Ravuna? He said, Kavsa Zalkakwa. Now, wait, wait one second. If it's true that the tendency of people is to be a poshea, like Rashi said, not to care, maybe the reason why you need Shabbos or the weekdays, it's the same thing. It's not because I might use it on Shabbos. The same way during the week, I'm going to light it and forget about it. On Shabbos, I'm going to forget about it. I'm going to go inside. And it's even, and since basically I need to make sure it, it it stays lit during for a certain amount of time, that's why you need to have the right oils and wicks. Not be, you, to imply that you're allowed to actually sit by the Hanukkah lights and 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 read. Well, we'll see about reading and another thing, or eating or using it for your main light. That seems to be a jump that Rava has no right to make, right? And that is, by the way, the Tosas question. Let's take a look at Tosas. Tosas asked it right away. Um, tough. And again, I know everybody here knows all the Rashi Tevos, the people that are listening. But we do hope that our, we do know that our, our Shiurim do get uh, downloads for people who are, have not yet been exposed to all the Rashi Tevos. So this is a, 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 a typical Tosas introductory question. Um, and, and we've mentioned many times that you get your brain ready by the picture indicating 
you know, what sort of fast, what sort of ball he's going to be throwing. Is it going to be Tama? Is it going to be a bomb question? Or is it going to be Imtomar, which is really more like, please, a question of order. I just want to ask you something about this. I just please want something clarified. That's what Imtomar is, which doesn't, it implies that it isn't like Tosas is saying, I can't, what's going on here? Tos, this is sort of a medium question. So let's take a look. Vim Tomar. Minole le rova de sova ravuna de mutrilishtamish la oro. Where did Rava have the right to imply that's where Vuna holds? Ravuna never said that. All he said was make sure whether it's Shabbos or a weekday to have the best oils and wicks. Dilma, ha da amr ain madlik and mishabbis, mishum de sova, kof says okakla. The same way on a weekday you want good oil. That's the same thing on Shabbos. Tosis continues. Of course, you don't even have to, it's even better than what Rashi said about the Posheya. On a weekday, the reason is, yeah, you're lazy, you're home playing dreidel. On Shabbos, there's nothing you can do. So all the more so, you have to have the best oils and wicks. How can you now imply that you're allowed to to make use, sort of in a secular way, of the Hanukkah menorah? Um, so that's Tosus's question, and Tosus's answer, as we know, Tosus usually uh, anim tomar is usually followed by v'yeshlobar. And again, we always mention that uh, since David and, 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 and Rabbi Paul have not been here uh, in the past, just to say this is the typical modesty that is evinced by uh, the Balea Tesis, right? It doesn't mean, sort of like a modest answer, well, you could say, Yeshlomar generally is a pretty solid answer, although it's couched in a modest form. Yeshlomar, one could say, to MK, again, I'm sorry, I should have uh, stopped on the Rosh Hashanah, to MK, lo avitzarach leilameimar bein b'chol bein b'shabbos. In other words, let's go back and think what Tosa's answer is. Rafuna went out of his way to say, Now, he just could have said, he just could have said, hey, make sure on Hanukkah it's exactly the same as Shabbos. And you know, there's no difference. Why does he have to say, why did he have to indicate Shabbos and Chol? So it must be that there's something else. In other words, the, the assumption is that Rosh Hashivas, Rabbanim, Poskim are concise in their words. And unless they meant something to imply, they wouldn't have said it in, in a way that, that could lead someone to think that. The easiest way to say is, Hanukkah lights, exactly a Shabbos. Okay. The fact that he had to say Shabbos and emphasize that indicates Aha, the fact that there's another reason And what would that be? What could it be that Shabbos is, is somehow even he had to emphasize there's another reason Shabbos, a double reason. What could be the double reason? If it's because it needs to last, well, that's the same thing as a weekday. What's the double reason? Aha, the double reason must be that 
we are afraid that if you use on Hanukkah the weaker lights, it could lead to a person being Machal Shabbos by trying to adjust it. Why would you ever want to adjust the Shabbos lights? Aha! Must be you are allowed to do activities in front of the Shabbos light, of the Hanukkah light. It's Mutter Lishtamish Laura. Bahainu Shemayata. So that is the answer Tosus has said. And it really is, is, is again, we're going to finish the Tosus in a couple of minutes. We'll go back to it because we're not ready for the end of Tosus yet. But right away, we already see an example of Talmudic thinking here in Tosus, right? Um, it's, 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 it's sort of the thing that it, it isn't a hair splitting. It really is taking every word seriously. And taking every word of the Gemara seriously, and that's what Rava did when he heard about Rafuna's Psak. And that was that's what he was able to imply. Okay? All right. So that is the, the those are two points. Let's talk about uh, let's go back to the Gemara now to Refchista. Okay. So I mentioned before, uh and, and throughout Shas, I'm always I'm always again, just because this is my uh where I come from, um, I'm always sensitive to Ravuna and Refchista. Uh they were, Ravuna was the leader of Sura. Rav started the yeshiva. Ravuna led the yeshiva. And Rav Kista just could not deal with Ravuna as the Rosh Hashiva. Um, there was personality clashes. At one time, they were both, in a way, Zohar to learn by Rav. But Rav Kista was never Makabal the Morus of, of Ravuna. And therefore, he thought the best thing was to just leave. And when Ravuna died... They called Rav Chista back. But when they were around, they, they, there was a lot of disagreement. So I always have this idea of, okay, that was the old Rosh Hashiva. I'm doing things differently. And Rav Chista is, by the way, if you remember, he's called Takife de Bavel. He has a name that sounds like Chesed, but he was considered a tough guy. He was considered from the Tkifoy de Bovel. And, and, and Rav Huna felt his fire too when he was a student. And Rav Chista was was not didn't care about changing the psalkim of the old Rosh Hashiva. So I have this idea, here's Rav Huna, Rav Chista came to Surah and he says, wait, wait, Ma, Omar Madlikin Behen, I know what the old Rosh Hashiva said, all the guys in, in Surah were, were, were spending extra money, he said, no, I'm making things easy for everyone. Madlikin Behen Bechol. However, Shabbos will do like old man Huna did. Avalobah Shabbos. Shabbos, you had to use ex- ex- more expensive lights. During the week, he can use the cheaper ones. Okay. So what does that show you? So so Rava is, although Rava is... Or why would he just change one, not the other? So we're going to see in a second, Rabbi Paul. We're going to see in a second. So, so Rava is the analyst of the Psak. Rava, who actually studied by Rav Chist, ended up marrying his daughter, um... First, she was married to Romi Barhama, then to Rava. So Rava actually, I don't know if he asked Rav Chista, but he understood what Rav Chista meant. Let's see what Ksavar, Kavsa, Ein Zalkakla. And that's why during the week, yeah, be make on, you're right, and you're right, Rabbi Paul, let's be make on people. Uh, you're correct. Let's be make on, why make them pay? They don't need to. These oils are more expensive, the ones that are Zoch. These psilos are more expensive. Let's just get a light done. And even if it goes out, as as I think Sheila gave us the good argument. Why? Okay, you did the Pirsumness, that's enough. Maybe like you were saying, you stood there like the Kohen, that's enough. But I agree with him about Shabbos, though. 
And therefore, I'm afraid about the same Chilul Shabbos thing he was afraid of. And that's why he said on Shabbos, Mutter Lishtamish Laora. Okay? So you're correct. It might be, Rabbi Paul, you might be, you might be right. Ner Shabbos is more Minatora than Ner Hanukkah. Um, and we talked about this last week, Sheila and David, uh, how, what is the ultimate source of Ner Shabbos? It, it definitely is the way the Rabbonin see Oneg Shabbos happening, and Oneg and Kavod Shabbos. Um, and we also saw, you know, the the parallel to the Amud, the Amud Ha'esh, that was done in, in in the in the midbar, so. But I I I would say, Rabbi Paul, it probably doesn't have a din of a daraisa mamish. In other words, near 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 Shabbos can be tied to Shabbos and the concepts of Kovid Shabbos and Oneg Shabbos, which are closer to the Torah than Hanukkah, which was a complete invention. But I'm not sure if it has to do with daraisa with daraisa versus the rabbanon. Um, um, I was saying that we're chashash that he might be over in a derisa by kivoy. Right. Okay. Oh, so I, I misunderstood you, but you're right. That is what we're worried about. Yes, we're worried about the chashash derisa of muter bekivoy. But it made me say something which you didn't even want to talk about, which I thought was interesting as well. Which is perhaps no. It's big. It's a big debate on that. Whether it, it, is is there a shitras we showed him that it's not that that it's derisa to light. I mean, not not to light. I mean, it's not right. your right to light Shabbos? Right. In other words, what would be if somebody, right, so the question would be, it, def, it definitely is not the type of the Rabbana Ner Hanukkah is, right? Now there is, again, you know, now that you're here, you're making me think about Rav Salvechik and others who who refashion Ner Hanukkah when, okay, let me step back here for a minute. You're making me uh, put on a Lumnisha cup here. There is the Shita of the Bahag, that uh, holds that Ner Hanukkah is Midaraisa. And um, the Rambam uh, laughs at it. The Rambam scoffs at it. He says he can't believe that uh, that a person would ever write such a thing. Something, how could anybody think that uh, a mitzvah that was clearly a byproduct of uh, historical events <laughs> much after the, after the first Horbid in the second base Amikdash was somehow Minatora. How could you think that Moshe Rabbeinu was like giving hints to light Nerchan and therefore he sort of, he scoffs at it. He can't, he, he, he shakes his head in disbelief. And of course, the, some of the answers suggested by even the Ramban and others is that when miracles occur, the the responsibility to respond to those miracles by by publicizing them might be from the Torah. Pursume Nisa might be from the Torah itself. Halel uh, would be for a Ness, would might be from the Torah. That's part of our Chiyav of Hodot the Rabboni Shalom. Rav Salvechik takes this a little bit further and says it might be tied up with the mitzvah of Kiddush Hashem. In other words, when, when the same way when you give up your life for God, it's like you had to do it. The point was is that when something extra special occurs, you need to embrace that and emphasize that and, and promote God's presence in the world. So that's why Rav Salvechik says a person has to actually go and borrow money, uh, even if he has nothing, in order to have oil for an Hanukkah, because he's being Makayim, the mitzvah of Kiddush Hashem. Normally in a mitzvah, in Usha, they already made a takana. You, you're not, you're not mavazves more than 20% of what you own. So when we had the Gemara last, last couple of weeks, we started, you know, our, 
our entry into the Hanukkah Gemaras, talking about the person who has nothing and could either buy one or the other. So we, we were wondering, why would a person who has zero have to go out and borrow and become in debt? You don't have to spend more than 20% of what you have. So what Rav Salvechik suggests is that it's tied into the mitzvah of Kiddush Hashem. So there is, there is an argument to be made that even their Hanukkah might have Torah shoulders, okay? <laughs> Based on the Bahag and, 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 and the halacha of having to go out and, and borrow. Ner Shabbos, on the other hand, um, could also have sort of Torah shoulders because the idea of covet and oneg aren't just rabbinical. The fact that, you know, Yeshayo speaks about Kibbut Shabbos and making it a day of oneg. It isn't like I am inventing a, a, a new law. He is actually extracting this, what Shabbos is supposed to be about. So COVID, a Shabbos without COVID oneg might also be a chisaron and a daraisa. But again, one could argue which one, obviously from the Rambam's perspective, Hanukkah is the most rabbinical mitzvah you could think of, right? He, there's no way he could see near Hanukkah as anything except the purest rabbinical mitzvah in the world. So in that way, Hanukkah probably could, could, could be considered less important and therefore might be the rationale of Rav Chista. Why? He says, go cheap, man. Right, you know, again, right, you know, you don't need to have, you know, try, trying to find coolers for people when it comes to Nerechana, because that, that definitely, I think, could be there. But you're correct. On Shabbos, we are worried about something else. And, and therefore, Hun and Chista, combatants though they were, were on the same page. Okay, let's go to the next opinion. Amar Abzeira, Amarav Masna. The Amarway, Amar Abzeira, Amarav. Again, I don't ever have Masna on the tip of my fingertips, but I think he is a contemporary of of, of, of Rav Huna. But the next one, I think, is 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 is, is great, uh, at least important. Amar Abzeira, Amarav. And there's a little olive here that's catching my attention. And that goes down over here to the uh, Amarav Masna Amarav. Okay. So basically what we see from the, the, the riff and the rush have the girsa, Amarav Zera, Amarav Masna Amarav. Okay. So the point is, I, I, that's an important uh, textual change because what it means is, at the end of the day, that this isn't just Rav Masna himself, but it goes back to the Rebbe of both Rav Huna and Rav Chista, Rav. Funny that they didn't know about that. You know, again, funny that they themselves did not know what the big, the one who started the place had said. Let's see what he holds, Rav holds. Hmm, Madulikim ben Bachanaka. Use those, the, 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 I'm not, the, the, Inferior oil and wick. It's okay. You can use it on Hanukkah. Bain b'chol, bain b'shabbos. And now, Rav Yirmiya, who is actually, <laughs> Rav Yirmiya is normally uh, in Eretz Yisrael. He's normally not in Bavel. But Rav Yirmiya is usually from the, uh, from the he's always uh, from the Eretz Yisrael, Koch uh, Lefflers. He's always the one who's making brilliant, interesting questions. So Rav Yirmiya now says, my time of the Rav, Ksavar, Kavsa, 
Ein Zokukla. Wow. Okay. That's just like Rav Chista. Okay, so that is so. Now again, not getting too fine of a point here. It could be this was a tradition that was known in Eretz Yisrael. The reason I'm saying this is because I'm not sure about Rav Masna, but we know Rav Zera was one of the people who traveled. He he spent. The last, his last act, or the fifth, half of his life, the latter part of his life, was spent in Eretz Yisroel, and it could be Rav Zera brought to Eretz Yisroel the tradition of Rav, which was somehow unknown to the Chachmei Bavel, Rav, Rav Hun and Rav Chista. I don't know why, but anyway, and that was the psak to say that, on one hand, um, just like Rav Chista, that you can use the cheaper oils because Kavsa ein zalkekla. And also Ishtamashaura, which means on Shabbos too. Because we're not worried. Because as long as it's lit. Now, clearly it needs to light, I guess, enough. Now there's again, this gets into the question that we talked about last week. If there's a if there's a specific time it needs to be lit, you gotta make sure you're at that time, according to Rav. Because it might definitely go out because of the inferior quality. So it's Erev Shabbos. So it's not like when we light on Erev Shabbos that we light, you know, and we, we talked about this last week. Do you light before the Neris Hanukkah? Do you light afterwards on, on Friday afternoon? When do you light? But clearly, according to the, the, the Shita of Tosfus or, or, or the Bahag, that you light after, you light before Neir Shabbos. So you're going to be lighting pretty early. And if still, if you're using cheap oil and cheap wicks, how's that going to turn out in terms, because it, it doesn't at least need to be there for that special moment. What's that special moment of Shkia Sachama? And, and aren't you lighting before Shkia Sachama? So there's a little bit of a, a, of a problem, I would say, unless you light very, very close to the moment of Shkia. So again, we'll talk about that a little bit more next time, but, but that would be the opinion here of, of Rav. Um, let's just, before, as we end today, um, let's talk about the debate on the other side, the two sides. What would be the reason to think that near Hanukkah, you should not be allowed to use it, meaning to eat by it and, and like to use it as, let's, 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 let's assume you're lighting outside for a minute. Why can't you now sit around there and 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 and, basic, and 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 use it. I'm not, you know, why can't you use it to to read or to learn or to, um, you know, to, to eat by? What would be the what should be what's wrong with using the Ner Hanukkah the same way you're using the Ner Shabbos? So, uh, Alicia, I think Rabbi Paul, based on what you said before, I think there's an obvious reason, right? There's an obvious reason why you can't, because if you're right that it's about, right, if it's about com- comparable to the Mishkadosh, right? So that might be a reason, right? To um, you have to treat it like a dover kodesh. Right? It's it's like the menorah, right? You think Aaron after he lit the the menorah, whoever lit the menorah, you know, then you know went through his laundry list and said, okay, okay, let me see what I got to do. Okay, now I'm finished with the menorah. I got to pick some stuff up at the super sale. Let me see. So he didn't take out his he didn't take out his his, his laundry list, his, his his shopping list, and read it. 
So it's similar to like why the tour says we have sukkah not during the springtime, so people won't mistake a mitzvah for a davar chol. Is it's an Indian. Uh, okay, so you're you're okay. So what you what I'm saying is obviously speculative. What you're saying is definitely more entrenched in the Rashi. Let's take a look at Rashi. What Rashi says, but right, that's a good logical thing. Shehei nikker shehu ner mitzvah. Aha. Okay. So in other words, we want people to think, especially again, today everything has been altered. With electric lights, our whole attitude has been altered about what does it mean to light a candle or light a nair. Right? For them, it was an expense. It was unusual. Uh, they ate, right, they, right? The idea of a, of a new light. Right? So therefore, we don't want people... For us, any type of extra Hanukkah, wherever it is, oh, that must be special. What's that doing there? Excuse me. But for them, having light in the house, hey, this is for us to use. And on what else tells you it's Hanukkah? It has to be nicker that it's a near mitzvah. It has to be nicker that you're doing it. Um, so I guess let, 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 let's just let's just talk about the other way. So what's the, what's the heter to use it then? The, if that's the Isser, why would there be at Saad the other opinion, um, the other two opinions that we saw, Rahuna, Rafuna and Rafchista, that you are allowed to read by it and do stuff? What would be, what would be the logic there? Can we make an argument? What do you guys think? Is there, again, we, we now have based on Rashi, and I threw in this other thing about similar to the Beis HaMikdash. Yeah, let, treat that special. That's supposed to be your Hanukkah light. That's, that's part of realizing it's something unique. Well, from Shabbos, you know. Shabbos, yeah. Shabbos candle. Yeah. So in other words, it can't be worse than Shabbos. It shouldn't, it shouldn't be more calmer than Shabbos, is what you're saying. You would think so, yeah. In other words, it shouldn't be, it's almost like, hey, Shabbos candles you can use, and this you can't. Right, right. No. like so, you can't read alone by a, a Shabbos candle, but but if someone else is there, it's okay. Yeah. So, in other words, the svar of being able to use the Ner Hanukkah is that it can't be worse than Shabbos. Let me let me just and we'll end with this. Maybe the possible argument might be part of it is again, it, it, it's meant to be an extension of, of of a special light for the family. So. Maybe that's part of it, whether it's inside or outside, especially if it's inside. But let's say even if it's outside, part of it, what makes it yours is that, you know, you're part of it. Unlike the menorah in the base of Mikdash, it's really supposed to be like what you use. It's supposed to be, yeah, it's an, it's an extra thing. Maybe it's outside, but, but it's, it doesn't go against the idea of, of Ner Hanukkah. Ner Hanukkah is supposed to somehow wrap its, arms around everybody it's supposed to be something that you can just enjoy right you know um you know again like like the like you know like the goyim have with their uh you know decorations right you know there's 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 the enjoyment right like to sit back and have it be there on the side and no no don't get closer don't start reading there don't don't start you know looking at your lists no it, it really is an extra guest it's like it's it's like another another light source. It's a that, display rather than a light source, right? But we want it to be a source for us. You're right. It, I'm trying to argue the other way, Sheila. What would be the what would be the svara? Why you could use it? Why it doesn't? Why it's not considered 
an insult to use it. Why is it considered a Because it adds more light than you usually have. That's right. And you are part of that light. And therefore right. you enjoy it. Because part of what Ner Hanukkah is supposed to be, it's supposed to give you simcha, it's supposed to be your part of it. The way you connect to it is by using it. If you treat it like a, like a getchka in the corner, so maybe that, that's, not what, that's not what Chazal wanted. Maybe Chazal wanted you to be engaged with it. So that could be a, a very interesting debate between Rav and his students. His students understood that there was a certain standoffishness that you're supposed to... Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.